every position I got a diamond at. But if I'm not getting a Mushu, you ain't getting a Jeremy. <laughs> what? I feel like a young no one. Write to us. We're very friendly. Much love. And welcome back. Hello, everybody. Hope you guys all had a great weekend. I know I did. Uh, welcome back to Going Deep with Matthew and Jeremy, episode number 47. It is only me today. Um, just want to tell you about my weekend a little bit. Uh, got a little episode for you guys today, so not too long. So this weekend, I was able to relax for a majority of it and have the opportunity to watch some great NFL football I kind of want to go through that too with you guys today, see what you guys are thinking. And you guys can always give me feedback. If not in the comment section on the episode, feel free to find me on Instagram at the real going deep. I mean, I'm sorry about that. At the real Jeremy Altschul. Or you can always find us at going at going deep with Matthew and Jeremy on Instagram, Twitter, whatever you like. Always let us know. So, Doug Peterson is no longer going to be the head coach in Philadelphia. For the Eagles, for those of you that aren't too sure. And I got to say, I think it's the right move. I also think it might be the right move to kind of move on from Carson Wentz. Just start fresh and clean. No need to have extra drama left with Carson Wentz. Following the departure of Doug Peterson. Not only that, I'm not a big Wentz guy. Uh, To me, he's been heavily injury prone. And I'm not sure if he's the guy to lead your team. Remember, yes, he was having a great season the year the Eagles won. But he wasn't there to actually win it. And nobody's actually had to see him in those situations yet. Because since then, the team hasn't been that great. And when they have been, they're riddled with injuries everywhere. Not only Wentz. It's been from the offensive, I believe the offensive line, defense. Everything has been injured. So the team hasn't been as good as it could be. And I've seen Jalen Hurts. I'm not sure if he's Super Bowl caliber, but I think he's good. And I think he'll go ahead and win you some football games. Now, if you want to go in the draft this year and make a pick, get a pickup, nobody's going to be too mad at you. However, I think Hurts is a reasonable option. And I think you guys can get some... Good trade value, in my opinion, for Wentz. I know that contract is big, and that'll be probably be the most difficult part, but there are teams out there that could use quarterback. For instance, the New England Patriots, who are rumored to be moving on from Cam Newton, and they may go and draft somebody, they may trade. There's a, a lot of different options for them. But Carson Wentz in New England, I think, could work. He'd have a great defense behind him. Good coach in Bill Belichick. Now, the weapons probably won't be there offensively, but I think they can figure out a way to make it work. Not only that, that O-line, if I'm not mistaken, is pretty damn good. So you'll be able to keep Wentz healthy for the most part. And we've seen a healthy Wentz has been able to do some things. Remember, there was a lot of talk when Goff went one and Wentz went two. And they were saying the Rams messed up. Right now, it's a toss-up on either one. So I think you have an option. And Wentz if you're in New England. 
There's other places you could trade him. Maybe a swap for a very disgruntled star right now in Houston in Deshaun Watson. Now that one I think could be maybe the best one for either team just because you're getting guys out who maybe need a change of scenery to become their best part or their best quarterback, best person. So I really like that one. I'm hoping that goes through. If not, I would love to see Watson, who's been rumored to move on. He's been very unhappy with the organization going out, hiring a GM, and not listening to anything that he said. Didn't even listen to the R&D department that they went out and hired to figure out who the best candidate would be. If I'm not mistaken, they didn't even interview them. So Watson wants out because he feels feels he's not being heard and that the organization is not being not taking things seriously and that's fine. I hope you take JJ Watt with you because I think he needs to go out and try to get a ring. He can't have too much time left at all. But there is a rumor that Watson would want to go to Miami. And for all the people out there that are Tua fans, I haven't been sold on Tua yet. I think he's got some instincts, but I'm just not sure. If he's your guy, if you have an opportunity to go out and get Deshaun Watson, I think they should take the chance. They're going to have the number three pick this year. Go out, trade it, use the pick, whatever it may be, and get yourself a quality guy. Maybe on the O-line. Maybe another weapon for whatever quarterback is going to be there because right now you have Gaskin and you have Devontae Parker. I think another wide receiver would be pretty nice there. But that's still a team that needs a lot of areas to be filled, even though they won 10 games. I think they're a good football team. Actually, I think it's a well-ran football team. I think Brian Flores is what got the 10 wins. I think there's some players probably overachieving because Brian Flores is such a damn good coach. So I think that's a possibility there. But I want to get into what really did happen this week. The playoffs. The wild card weekend. And if you heard their uh, promos, you guys probably heard our our intro song, which made me really laugh and made me more excited to be here because I heard it. I was like, oh, I can't wait to get back and listen to the song before the show, get going. But uh, regarding the weekend, we had some really good games. I want to start off in the AFC. The Bills went on and defeated the Colts 27-24. Remember, I picked the Bills to go to the Super Bowl. And right now, I think there's an opportunity there. Offensively, I think there is. Hopefully, the defense can stand up to who I think will probably be right there with them is the Chiefs. They can hold up against the Chiefs. Wow, I think they could really go on and win it. Um, They played very well. However, I think this is the end of an era. The Phillips River era. Phillip Rivers, I think, is going to retire there's been a lot of talk about it. I don't think the Colts are interested in bringing him back. I think they realize they may not have enough, even with Rivers, to go out and truly compete. Yes, they only lost by three. It was a back-and-forth game. But I don't know if Rivers is that guy. And I think they really realized it, too. It may go in another direction. Don't forget they had Jacoby Brissett at one point. I think he's still there as the backup. But it may be the end of Phillip Rivers, who had a great career here. In California with San Diego, had a year with L.A., the L.A. Chargers, who never seemed to really fit in. But 
hats off to Philip Rivers because he's a Hall of Famer at the end of the day. Can sling the ball just like any any of the top quarterbacks ever. So hats off to him. Now you move on to the Ravens and the Titans. I really thought the Titans were going to take this game. However, they did fall 20-13. to 13. Lamar Jackson was using those legs. I believe he had the most rushing yards in the game and outran Derrick Henry by a good margin. Remember, Derrick Henry, that guy that had 2,000 yards. Derrick Henry, who could be an MVP conversation. King Henry was dethroned by Lamar Jackson, who went off and had a great game. I think he needs to learn to, not learn, but he needs to get a little bit better in the pocket, be able to throw the ball because the legs aren't always going to be able to carry him. I would say keep using it for this year, maybe next year, but you got to learn to throw the football if you're really going to take that next step. But Jeremy, he has an MVP. I, I know. But imagine how much better he could be if he could throw the football. And I think that was the issue in the beginning of the year. We saw them trying to develop Lamar into a pocket passer rather than, you know, first instinct, scramble, get out of the pocket, and go create something. Not necessarily needed. We take a look at a guy like Patrick Mahomes first year, got out of the pocket and made things happen. Now he's learning to stay in the pocket, and he'll use his legs when need be. However, it's not his first go-to move. And I think eventually uh, Lamar Jackson will understand that and will learn it and do his best to do to become a pocket passer. But until that time comes, I don't know if they're weakened by it or strengthened because they get to use his legs. Um, J.K. Dobbins also had a good week. But I don't know. But we're going to see next week. Bills and Ravens. Ravens at the Bills. I think it's going to be a real good game. Um, for my own sake, just to have my predictions correct, I am going for the Bills. However, this is a toss-up game to me. I think any team at the end of the day can really win this one. At this point, now, I was going to say at this point, anybody could do that. But uh, the next game I'm going to right now, it's a real surprising game. Um, the Cleveland Browns won their first game, and I don't know how many years, or first playoff game, I'm sorry, and how many years. It is incredible. I think it was a really good win, 48-37. You know, Pittsburgh just did not look good. So... Pittsburgh started off 11-0, but it was one of the ugliest 11-0s ever. Where people are constantly asking, hey, is this a legit team? Hey, what is it? What, what are they? Because in every game, it was an easy game to really lose. At one moment, they could have lost a game. If I'm not mistaken, they lost to a Cincinnati Bengals team with no Joe Burrow. They lost to the Washington football team, who at the time was struggling to snap their 11-game their 11, uh, winning streak. This team, to me, was always questionable. And it showed in the playoffs when they couldn't even snap the ball first play of the game for a touchdown for the Browns. Third play of the game, interception for the Browns. You know, three interceptions, one half is just not going to win you a game, Big Ben. I think he's a great quarterback, but I don't know how much time. I don't know if it's him making bad decisions at times or if it's just a team or the scheme or what it is. However, I was never comfortable with them. I think they kind of hung their hat on the defense, and the defense was not sharp, giving up the 48 points. Yes, the Browns were constantly put in a good position, 
But then the day you got to make some stops, and it just didn't happen for them. They did make a little bit of a comeback. However, Baker was able to kind of ice the game, finish them off, and go home. And um, I feel in these playoff games, you don't need to give teams extra motivation. You're already motivated motivated enough to try to get to a championship. And you went out Juju Smith-Schuster and said the Browns will always be the Browns. Now, I agree. The Browns' history or recent history has been terrible. But there's no need to give extra motivation in a time like this. And I think it really showed. I think the Cleveland Browns heard the message, kind of looked at each other. Don't forget, they didn't even have their head coach and their two linemen coach, coaches, offensive line coaches. And one of the offensive linemen, by the end of the game, had to introduce himself to the team because nobody knew who he was. They had just signed him for just in case. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible, but hats off to them too. They got a Jeremy's hats off because they played really, really good. Unfortunately, this whole postseason or playoff season for them is going to only be two games because they are going to take on those Kansas City Chiefs in the next round. Kansas City's nasty. I don't see... The only team to me that can really compete with them is the Bills. Because they have had the Ravens numbers. They've had Lamar Jackson's number. I think the Bills are the only ones that can keep up with them offensively with Stephon Diggs and uh, Josh Allen. But even then, it's a hard task. But the Chiefs are going to take on the Browns. And I think the Chiefs are going to easily win this game. Uh, that game will be on Sunday afternoon at 12.05. But, man. Congratulations to the Browns, but that's the end of the postseason for you. But you got the one, and that's a stepping stone. And that's what really matters. It's about creating a winning organization, a winning culture. They have gone and had nothing but losing experiences, even with the additions of Odell and Jarvis Landry and all these other guys that they've picked up throughout the years. Winning culture has now been instilled. They understand that they can get there. It's about getting over that next hump. And this isn't the year to get over that hump, but look out for them next year when they finally understand what it means to be in the playoffs, what it means to to have a chance to win a Super Bowl. But they're not there yet. Now I'm going to head off to the NFC. Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady has beaten 17 teams in the playoffs alone. That's already more than any other quarterback has won, I believe it is, in the National Football League, in the playoffs. That is incredible. Um, the Buccaneers went on to defeat the Washington football team 31-23. to And it was actually a really good game. I thought they were going to get blown out. But, you know, this quarterback that they got, uh, Taylor Heineke, he played a great game, and I think he earned himself a contract somewhere. Maybe not as a starter, probably as a backup, but I think he did a great job. Absolutely great job. Kept the team involved, or not involved, but in it to win it. You like that one? They were constantly in it. I didn't feel at any point that they're like, oh, this game's over. He played really well. The one play that really sticks out to my head in my head is early in the game. You know, Heineke's about to get sacked. 
but is able to maneuver himself, kind of shove off the line. Uh, I think it was an edge rusher. Basically, shrug off the defender in order to just throw the ball away, which was huge because taking that sack would have put him out of field goal range and probably ended that drive. However, he's able to throw that ball away, keep the keep him, I think it was became third and short, kept the play alive or kept the drive alive and ended up going down and scoring a touchdown. Huge. When I saw that, I thought for sure the the Washington football team would win. There was just something in my gut saying, I think everything's going for them. And they were playing pretty well at first, uh, defensively too. But, you know, when you go against Tom Brady, there's no scheme you can try to hide. There's no nothing you can do defensively. Just throw your best thing at it and hope it works. And at the end of the day, Tom Brady is Tom Brady, and he's going to go ahead and carve you up anyways, regardless. So the Bucks will move on and take on a team that they have struggled against all season. Then we all remember, I think it was a Thursday night game, Saints, the New Orleans Saints actually just blew them out. Wasn't a game after like the first quarter. Um, yeah, that's right. The Saints did go on and beat the Bears. That's the other NFC game that we had, or one of the other NFC games that we had, twenty-one to nine. You know, this is Drew Brees' last ride, and I think there's a little motivation for that team to understand that this is his last chance to win for the city. Because all indications, just like Rivers, points towards Brees retiring. And I personally want to see him kind of go out on a high. I want to see him go out in a shootout against Brady, whether he wins or loses. I think it's a great, it's a good finish line for him, I think. Um, that being said, I actually think the Saints have a better team overall than the Buccaneers. And I hope, I really hope the New Orleans Saints win it. Um, it's not anything against Tom Brady or the Buccaneers, but I just want to see Drew Brees have that last opportunity try to make a Super Bowl. But I'm really excited about that game. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, one last time. That game is going to be actually Sunday at 3.40 um, Pacific Standard Time. Oh, man. I get chills just thinking about the game. That that one's going to be real fun to watch. Uh, we move on to our, other, our last NFC game, last playoff game of the week. The Los Angeles Rams defeated... The Seattle Seahawks, to me, um, I felt the Rams were in control the whole time. Even with uh, Wolford getting his head almost knocked off um, on that design run. He actually came out and looked pretty good. I didn't get to watch the week 17, but he looked pretty good, and I liked what he was doing until the injury happened. You know, you have Jared Goff come in with a broken thumb. I think they said two pins in the thumb right still. But he came out, and no, you're going to look at the stat line and say, well, he didn't do anything. No, the stat line's not going to show it, but I think he played, or he managed a good game. You know, Cam Akers ran the ball really well. The O-line stepped up to help with the running game. Uh, I believe Goff was sacked once, only once. I have to double-check that. But I think it was only once, and, you know, he was able to get the ball out. I think he was 9 for 19 at the end of the day with a touchdown, but the touchdown was an icer to Robert Woods, and he played really well. The defense stepped up. You know, Jalen Ramsey was able to shut down DK. Yes, DK had the one touchdown. However, that wasn't on Ramsey. Defense stepped up big, and they're going to have to do it each and every single time. 
this playoffs if they plan on going to the Super Bowl. This week, they are headed to Lambeau Field to take on Aaron Rodgers and those Packers. And I can't wait to watch Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams go at it and see if you can truly shut down one of the best. I think DK is great. He's probably top five, top ten wide receivers, but now you're taking on a top three wide receiver. He's had a season for the ages, and I want to see if he can hold him down. Because from my perspective, if you can keep Adams quiet and leave it up to Aaron Jones and uh, Scantling, you have a very good chance to win. It's going to be extremely difficult, but that's your chance to win. That, and you have to hope Aaron Donald's ribs isn't too big of an injury and could come back and be as dominant as he was in the Seattle game. You got to hope Cooper Cup is knee, I believe it was, is healed and he's ready to go at 100% because Cooper Cup made a big difference this past week. He's always been Goss' target man and he will continue to be that, but he makes those plays. Him and Robert Woods. But really excited for this week, man. I don't think there's any bad game. Turn on the TV. Make sure you guys watch this week. Let me know. Let us know what you think about it. And we'll make sure to go ahead and get back to you. The last thing I want to talk about before I get out of here for you guys. Are we going to have a full NBA season? Because we've been having a lot of COVID shutdowns within the league. You know, the other day you had the Philadelphia 76ers play with eight guys. They ended up losing, obviously, but it's not the first time this season that we've seen something like this. And it makes me wonder, is this kind of like the MLB? If you guys remember, the MLB had a couple teams in the beginning of the season, the Marlins, the Cardinals. Um, They had some COVID issues, and everybody was panicking, like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Is it just like that where they need time to adjust? Or is this a real issue? Because they're traveling all over the place. At least in baseball, they kind of kept it. You stay on the East Coast, stay in the Central. You guys are staying out West. Here in the NBA, they're going all over the place. And it makes me wonder if we're truly going to get an NBA season. I hope so. I really hope so. And I think the playoffs are going to have to go in a bubble format again. I think they saw it work so well last time where you're not postponing games other than issues going on in the country. And I think that's the right setup for the playoffs. I just don't know how many games you're going to get into the NBA season before you're going to have to probably shut it down for a couple weeks and reboot and hope everybody's good to go. Because we just saw the Miami Heat go out and put like five guys on their COVID list. Boston Celtics have a bunch of people on that COVID list. You're already postponing games. Today the Pelicans game was postponed. You know, it's going to be really tough to try to make them up as well. Every game is going to count because this season, a lot of teams are equal level. That extra win or extra loss is going to dictate your playoff series. So it makes me really wonder. Not only that, it's going to sound selfish, but they're messing up my fantasy, man. Messing up my fantasy. I had DeMar DeRozan. You know, prayers up to to the DeRozan family. Father gets ill. Something separate. But... That one happens. I had uh, Joel Embiid not play this week because of tracing. Messing up my fantasy. So I need these guys to get it back together and go out and present a good a good uh, product. 
because I've said it before and I'm going to say it again, the product seems a little watered down because there's so many blowouts. So many, so many blowouts. Um, kind of wrapping up here for you guys. Uh, there's a star that I think you guys need to look out for. I don't know how many people have heard the name, but you should hear it now. Look out for Zach Levine, MIP of the season, most improved. This guy, I've been watching him this year, and he's been absolutely phenomenal. Make sure to get your phenomenal sweaters at goingdeepwithmatthewjemmy.com. But this guy's been so great shooting the three ball. He looks more engaged. He looks, I think that's the word, though. Just more engaged, more energy in the play. Him and Colby White look like they're going to be a dynamic duo. I really liked what I saw from White the other day against the Lakers and the Clippers. No, their, their record's not showing it, but this team is going to be a team to be reckoned with pretty soon. Possibly by this year if they could get on a roll. You get on a 3-4 game winning streak in this year, it's going to be really big. And I think this team is capable of that. Let's just see if they're able to go out and actually do it. They were here on the West Coast, went through a very difficult um, Laker and uh, Clipper road trip. It's probably the hardest road trip in the NBA right now, coming to L.A. But they they played great. We're in each and every single game. So stay tuned for those Bulls. I think there's something on the horizon. Uh, guys, before I get out of here, make sure you guys find us at Instagram, Going Deep with Matthew and Jeremy, or you can find me at the real Jeremy Altschul. You know, come chat with us, come talk, always give us your opinion. If there's any questions you want us to answer on on the podcast, we're always more than happy to do it. Uh, make sure you guys are getting your mother hemp products or your habits three sixty five. Use promo code uh, going deep with Matthew and Jeremy to receive your discount. And guys, we have that new website. Make sure you guys check it out. I've been hearing a lot of good feedback on it. Um, the feedback that people, you know, would like something to change. We've gone ahead and done that. Make sure you guys check us out at, not at going deep with Matthew and Jeremy You can find our about profiles, all of our episodes. Merchandise. You want to contact us? There's a contact form. You want to become an affiliate? There's an affiliate form. Go out, find it. And as always, everybody, much love.